And every time I take a risk, every time I do something hard, every time I do something that scares the crap out of me, every time I show up in a bigger way, I think to myself, I'm doing this for my family. You dedicated your life. You accumulated the loans and the letters. You're saving lives. Time to save your own. You know you're already successful, but you want more. You want your time back. You want financial freedom and the ability to do what you love from anywhere. This is just for you. Come inside the Flip the Prescription podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kylie. We start in three, two, one. You see somebody achieving their dreams and then going for bigger and better dreams. To me, all that means is that if they can, so can I. In fact, that's one of my favorite things about sports is I love to watch when people win the World Series or the Olympics are coming up in the summer and we get to watch all these individuals and teams achieve their dreams and what they worked so hard to do comes to reality. So I want to plow the way. I want to lead the way. And when you see me, that all that means is if I can, you can. Now, if I can, you can, what am I doing that is so attractive? Lots of things. But basically, my role was I want to have a business that is built around the lifestyle I want to have, not the other way around. And when I escaped out of graduate, out of doctor chiropractic school, (laughs) escaped is a good word because I'm not sure who was more excited about me getting off campus, them or me. I was always that person who they just, they just had a target on my back, I swear. But hey, target's been on my back since I was little, I guess. So it's nothing new. But I got out of school and I looked around me and I saw a bunch of exhausted, burnout colleagues who struggled financially. In fact, I still cringe when I drive around town and I see, you know, walk-in chiropractic office visit for 25 bucks. I'm just like, oh man, I'm so thankful that I chose not to have to be in those shoes. And it was a choice. I have taken risks like crazy. I'm a risk taker. I didn't think I ever would be, but I have become one because I know what lies on the other side of taking those risks. And every time I take a risk, every time I do something hard, every time I do something that scares the crap out of me, every time I show up in a bigger way, I think to myself, I'm doing this for my family. I'm doing this to break the chain the generational chains of financial struggle that lies written on both sides of my family. Uh, They come from farmers, very, very hard working. I got to always work to make money kind of concept. And it was always just a struggle. Like I look back on generations ago and it was always just a struggle to get by. Um, Got some abuse in the family. My grandpa never, ever talks about it, but when he was 18, his mom looked at him and said, do you want to leave? And he said, yes. He left the farm. I don't know if he ever went back. Honestly, I've never heard my grandpa talk about it. It's just my mom. I've got a family that was nearly destroyed because of money and 
And, and to me, it's not about the person. It's about their relationship with money. So, for example, we just moved into this new home here, uh, doubled the house size. I don't want to say double the property, but it feels like it because we have much more better use of our property now. And uh, my husband got, I mean, we have trailers galore. It is ridiculous how many trailers we have because of his construction business. And then we have an RV and we have literally a dump trailer sitting out in the front yard right now. A 20 foot long trailer sitting to the side of the yard as we're waiting for our RV pad cement to finish drying before we can um, park things on it. So he got the bill from this RV pad and it was a good friend of his that did it. And he was like, oh my, he was so frustrated because of the lack of communication in regarding to the bill. And instead of it being $14,000, it ended up being $24,000. Do we have the money? Yes. Do I always believe that when we spend the money and invest the money, more is coming? Yes. But he was so frustrated at the lack of communication. And I said, honey, it it's not him. It's his relationship with money. He's not comfortable talking about it. He's not comfortable asking for it. He's just not comfortable giving people a number because he probably thinks that they're going to cringe and not want him to do it and go find somebody else. So it's not about him. It's about the relationship with money. And my relationship with money has changed drastically over time. And in fact, let me take you back. So I, I get out of graduate college. I get out of chiropractic school. I've got a brand new baby. Literally the same week I graduated, a baby came along. Um, Easton is now six years old. Turned seven in March. But I made that rule that I wanted to be a mom. But I wanted to also do what I loved. And here I was sitting with $250,000 of student loan debt, which um, seven years later, I haven't dented <laughs> another thing for another day. But let's just say I once thought that student loans needed to, you know, just hurry and pay them off. Like, don't live on anything, but just pay off those student loans and get rid of them. And then what I've come to learn is from my millionaire friends who still have student loan debt, I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Why do you still have student loans? And they're like, because it's cheap money. You, you'll never get money at a 3% interest rate or, I mean, mine go from 3 to 7% depending on the loan. But it, and I was like, wait a second. So everything I've learned about money has changed. And that is a requirement if you're going to reach that next level. It is also a requirement to do hard things. I can't tell you how many times I've done hard things and how many times I will continue to do hard things. Things that scare the living daylights out of me. But I'm going to do them anyways because I'm going to be that chain break in the fence. So I get out of school and I think to myself, I want to have this brick and mortar practice where this big one here in Utah, where chiropractic is the last thing people will ever try. It is not popular here. And I wanted to have a space where moms could come in, bring in their kids and have this like daycare kind of thing where they could just drop the kids off and then they go get, get the care that they need. Cause I see all these moms and they're not taking care of themselves because they have all these other responsibilities that are on the clock 24 seven. I am one of them. So one of the things I've done for myself lately is the last year or so is get my lashes done because it forces me every three weeks to lay in a chair for two hours and do absolutely nothing. And it is very inconvenient at times, but I'm always like, okay, it's time for me to force myself to slow down and take a breath and just 
do nothing. Close my eyes and do nothing. I can't be on social media. I can't be on my email list. I can't be on a podcast. Like I can't be taking care of kids. Like I have to just lay there and do nothing. So give yourself that, that break. But I'm that idea of that brick and mortar practice soon became unrealistic. I realized I didn't want to be time tied down to a location. I didn't want to be tied down to trading my time for money. I don't want to be tied down to having to, the only way to scale is to have more employees, get more buildings. Like, nah, not for me. So 2019, my pregnancy year with Hallie, who is now three, she, I was sick. I mean, with Easton, I was way sick too. It's just, that's my pregnancies. And it's always that, I mean, with Easton, it was the whole pregnancy because I was on my deathbed during the school. With Hallie, I was so sick that first trimester that I was like, why am I even paying for an office space when I can't physically get there? Now I had this tiny two-bedroom little suite thing upstairs in an office complex. So I texted the owner and I said, okay, I'm going to be out of there in two weeks. It was Halloween 2019, so I left. Packed up everything. I told a few patients who were still coming into the brick-and-mortar thing, and I, and they just said I wanted to always be somewhere in person. They weren't going to do the virtual thing. I said, that's fine. I'll hook you up with somebody else because that's not what I want to do. So I had to make some rules and, and set some boundaries right then and there. And I know as I've worked with a lot of practitioners over the last two, two years, that that's one of the hardest things is to let people go. It's okay. And it is a requirement to let people go in order to get you the life that you want. Maybe you invite them to your higher ticket package that they're wanting to jump into, but they don't. That's okay. Let them go. When you let go of that energy, you're going to make space for new energy. So that's what I did. I let go of that energy and made space for new energy. Little did I know what was going to happen in 2020. I was already virtual. I was already doing the Zoom thing. Then 2020 hit. And we all know how the world completely shifted. Now, everybody knows what Zoom is. Now, everybody wants telemedicine. Now, you can't go anywhere into brick and mortar practices. So, it basically, I blew up in a quick hurry, especially when I started to talk about blood work. And I launched my podcast, um, Beyond the Diagnosis, in June of 2020. I did that thing completely blindfolded. I mean, I had never even listened to a podcast episode before before, before I even launched my own. Um, I was thinking I had to have some fancy equipment. No, screw that. Just sit here on a computer and record and talk and, and share your life story with them. So I just started without having included what I was doing. And that one act led has led to so many different things, including the start of this podcast, because that one has gone so well. So I've done hard things. I've done them blindfolded. I've taken the leaps when I didn't know where, how high I was leaping. I risked a lot. I've risked everything multiple times. <laughs> you know, I was watching HGTV one night and it's the new Tarek Almusa. That's, is that his name? He has his own like flipping 101. And I love the intro to that thing. And he's like, you know, I took the risk again and again and again. I laid it all on the line again and again and again. And that's what I felt like I've done to finally where in 2024, it's like, okay, I've got the team behind me. I've got the programs built and the back end locked in store, locked in place. I know 
what I can do when I get on Zoom call going live. I prefer live. I can convert way easier than anything else. And people like live. They like interacting live. So I know I have all that in place. What could happen now? How much better can it get? And, you know, as I look back on 2023 and I think I probably spent 50000 total in marketing total the entire year. And that's with a few launches into some live events and the whole thing that I do. My goal in 2024 is to do $50,000 a month in marketing. That scares the living daylights out of me. That is me upgrading my money mindset, me upgrading my relationship with money because it's never an, it's never ending. Me, this little girl who went from, I can't even ask somebody to, for $200 in exchange for supplements, to now I'm like, heck, I got people paying me $6,500 before Zoom even ends. And I'm going to even go bigger this upcoming year, this, this year with 2024. Because why not? How much better can it get? But everything I do every year, and, and I know it doesn't look like this, but on the inside, it's scary. It's hard. Do I want to get on Zoom sometimes and host 250 people on a group call, this little introvert me? No. I do it because I'm going to be the chain link break. I do it because I want to change lives, including my own, including my family's life. Well, we've already taken vacations, my entire extended family, in fact. And this Thanksgiving, I booked an Airbnb in Orlando, and I cannot wait because the grandkids are going to love it. Meaning, you know, my nieces and nephews. <laughs> I always just say grandkids because it's like to my parents, it's the grandkids. And we're going to go have some fun in Florida for a week over Thanksgiving next year. And who paid for the Airbnb? Me. I've done multiple airfares. I've done... I mean, because I can, and I like it. And I've learned that with money, when you go to spend money and you want to in, in have more money, you gotta, money needs to know where it's going to go. But that's not a topic for right now. We'll talk about money plenty of times on this podcast, I'm sure, because it's one of my favorite things to talk about now. I love talking about it. I love asking for it. I love receiving it. Uh, money and I are best friends. I got its back. It's got my back. But it hasn't always been this way. So again, if I can, you can. If it's hard for you to ask about money, no matter how big it is or how small it is or whatever the number is, it doesn't matter to me. It's just a number. $200, $2 million, $200 million. Like, the number doesn't skip my heart anymore. It doesn't skip my a beat in my heart. I used to. I used to panic. And I used to think, you know, that's so expensive. And in fact, in 2024, my goal is to never, ever say that word ever again. Expensive is not in my vocabulary, okay? Shouldn't be in yours either. So I decided to say no to the whole world that we grew up in, a world that we were told that we had to live by, and I just said, mm -mm, it's not for me. I want to be able to impact more lives. I want to be able to have time freedom. I want to be able to scale as high as I want to scale and work part-time and work from anywhere. If I want to be in Orlando for the week or Cancun, or at some point I'll take my family to Europe. They're a little bit bigger. I have a baby right now. I'm not taking them to Europe. <laughs> okay. If I can, you can. 
Now, I, I went on Facebook and I asked my followers and my people, if you were to describe me in one word, what would it be? So I'm going to read these words to you. And, and when a story comes into my mind, I'm going to share it because I don't want you to just see where I am now. I want you to see where I've been. And that's what this story is. This podcast is, it's where have I been? What do I know? I'm bringing along some experts along the way. The first word that pops up here on the Facebook is authentic. Another word, doer. Can we focus on that word for a minute? Because I am a doer for sure. In fact, the individual who wrote that word is a colleague and a team member, Mike Grease. He's on my team. And he, when we first started working together in the beginning of 2023, he, he called me and he had said, I first often realized that he was a solopreneur. I thought he was working under the umbrella of somebody else. And so I learned that he was a solopreneur and I was like, wait, what the heck are we doing? Like, why, why are we not collaborating and teaming up right now? So we did. And he, in the future, told me he had several conversations with practitioners and they would create ideas and, and then just nothing became of it. He was like, you do things. You have an idea and it's like, how fast can you implement it? And as you get to know me, you'll discover that I don't like slow. Now, I'm not Elena and Grant Cardone fast, but if you are in my world and stopping me from taking action faster than I want to, it's going to be annoying. And in fact, one of the biggest reasons why I pick who I want to pick on my team is one, they have to be able to act messy and act fast. That is like the most primary important thing to me because time is of the essence. You don't get time back. You can create all the money in the world, but time that never comes back to you. You can't buy more time. So the faster you act, the better you're going to be in the world of business. And I always say, you know, the worst decision is indecision. There's no such thing as bad decisions unless you're just not making a decision. Because even those bad, quote unquote, bad decisions I made, do you know how much I learned from them? Those risks that failed, those programs I purchased that I got nothing out of, I learned something. Might not have been ROI, but I learned something. I connected with somebody. You know, that's my biggest thing now is I used to not believe that networking was a thing. I used to make all the excuses in the world. Like, I don't have time to network. I can't go to these six o'clock dinners with my little baby because in 2019, that's what people were doing was the, the local stuff. And then 2020 blew up and I was like, how many rooms can I put myself in? And I was putting myself in every virtual room possible networking that way. And my, what has it been a game changer? So doer, go do the things. A passionate mentor, million dollar mama. If I can, you can. Million dollar mama who works part-time on her terms. I like it. Inspiring. Real. Oh, I like that one because if I'm not real, <laughs> I mean, you all hear those people. What what makes me so irritated is when you see like a Facebook ad or somebody's like, hey, I'm the mom of three and I did a million dollars in a year in my first business. And they only tell you the results. They didn't tell you how much money they spent in ads to do it. Like if you're spending $500,000 in ads to make a two-time ROI, great. 
I don't want that. I want to make a 10 time ROI or more. But don't tell me your results without telling me what it took to get there and what you spent to get there. Because there's no freaking way you did a million dollars your first year of business and like you went, unless you went gung ho on the ad spend. And if that's what you did, great. But don't lie to me and say that you didn't spend a whole lot of money to get it. And you might have only had $150,000 at the end of it all. Anyways, I will be real that you can be well assured. Um, knowledgeable, confident. And there's a couple of people who have said confident. And I want to take you back to a few times where I haven't been confident. Let me take you back into chiropractic school. You know, high school for me was easy. A's, hardly tried. I was in the IB program, which I would never, ever recommend, but not to go into it in two depths. It was like, hey, graduate from high school with your associate's degree. Well, that's cool. If you don't want to go past a bachelor's degree, then that's fine. But I have to have, it's stupid. Anyways, just don't do IB, okay? I did it. And I've always done hard things. It's just normal for me. And, and it's me putting pressure on myself. Nobody outside, I don't need to have any outside influencers put, influencers press, put pressure on me. I'll do it myself, I promise, because I'm determined and we'll get to other words that people will think about me. But in chiropractic school, I was not this confident girl. Um, I was more, you know, back in the shadows. I was, and I remember I could do the handwritten tests, even though those were a struggle too. When I got to college, it was just so different because in high school, everything for me in the IB program was a short answer test. It wasn't spit back out this and think like the teacher stuff. You actually got to think like yourself and put it down on paper. So I got to college and I had a really hard time taking tests. In chiropractic school, I had an even more difficult time taking in-person tests, meaning as we were getting graded and somebody was standing right there watching me. And it was even worse if I had to do have a partner and a, or, you know, a classmate was having to do things with me. In fact, there was one time we did a muscle testing test and I bombed it so bad. A good friend of mine who was a classmate, um, she was my partner during the test. And she, we got finished and she's like, what the heck happened to you in there? Like you knew all that stuff. And every time they would tell you to put a, to test a muscle, I was like, uh, and I'm laying there on the table because you're testing my muscles and I can't say anything to you. And I, and I know you know this stuff. But when it came to that test and when it came to somebody looking at me and grading me, like, I was not confident. I've had to do a lot of hard things. I've had to overcome a lot of things that I would be scared of. And the reason why I do that is because I'm determined. I, I have that. I have my reason. And so I went from an unconfident individual to a confident person. If I can, you can. Enthusiastic. Amazing. My husband says a good snuggle partner. Well, that's only for you. A get it done kind of gal. I like that one because I will do the things and I will do them as fast as I possibly can. I can't overturn things on the in 24 hours because I don't have a team behind me to do that. But I will throw out a five minute video and go for it. A Shiro. I like that one. Unique. Ambitious. I think I've always been ambitious. 
confident and encouraging. Again, if I can, you can, but I haven't always been that way. Committed, dedicated. That comes from my old high school volleyball coach. Compassionate. You are truly a genuine hearted person, and I'm so grateful for you. That's from a colleague who did our 90-day program and became a functional blood work specialist. So she was very hesitant to begin first, and then at the end of it, she's like, holy smokes, you know your stuff and you're compassionate. Caring. You were the only one caring enough to try and figure out how to help my daughter. I remember exactly who her daughter is. Let's flip over to another one. A lot of comments on here. So many cool people commenting their one word to describe me. Genuine, tenacious. I've always been tenacious. Even more so now that I'm in business and entrepreneur world. Trust, honest, and thorough. Sorry, you are more than one word. Resilient. And I hope you understand more and more that resilience is a requirement to survive this entrepreneurial world. I never in a, in a million lives like, would have thought that I would be running my own business. I, I never had the intention of helping out colleagues when I graduated chiropractic school. It was me doing the patient care kind of stuff. But I, I overcame and overcame and overcame and overcame, and I will continue to overcome and overcome and overcome. If I can, you can. Powerhouse unstoppable. Yep. That's me. Either get on my train or get off my train, but my train is not stopping. I'll tell you that right now. Motivational. I was going to say tenacious, but someone already did. So I'll say indomitable. You don't let anything really get you down or off course. Your brain is always on. Million dollar mindset. Impressive. That comes from my Facebook ads manager. She's always like, I don't know what the heck you're doing on that back end, but I'll run as many ads for you as you want. You're converting like you are. That's nuts. Again, it's me going from unconfident to confident. Me putting everything I've ever done, risking it all multiple times over and over and over again to get to where I am today. If I can, you can. Uplifting. Confident. Driven, enthusiastic, fire, inspirational, driven, creative, authentic, abundant, influencer, empowering, a couple people say empowering, dynamo, giving, go-getter all the way, bold and brave empowering, powerhouse, go-getter, and then the parentheses she has uh, made it one word, and she's like, so then I commented, rule bender, my kind of woman. I haven't always been a rule bender, but um, I am now, for sure. Fighter, driven, fearless, determined. Comes from one of my mentors. I like that word, determined, and I am very much determined, like, Get out of my way, kind of determined. Put the highest mountain in front of me and I will climb it. Okay. So that's a little bit about me. Come along this journey with me and let's see where life takes us. We're in it together. See you next time. 
I'm so excited we've started this journey together. In fact, during the month of January, we're doing a special launch giveaway, basically. Every week in January, there are going to be five individuals who win a $100 Amazon gift card. Then at the end of the month in January, there'll be one individual who wins the grand prize of a $500 Amazon gift card. How do you get inside this drawing? Well, here's the thing. We want this podcast to not only reach your ears, but many of our colleagues' ears as well. Because let's face it, we have an epidemic crisis going on in our field. We need to change it. So here's how you enter the drawing. All you have to do is go onto your favorite podcast listening platform, leave a review of this podcast, take a screenshot of that review, and send it over to my team's email. The email is dr. K-Y-L-I-E-T-E-A-M at gmail.com. That's drkylieteam at gmail.com. And then subscribe to the podcast as well. And that's it. I would be honored if you would leave the review, subscribe to the podcast, and a special bonus, share it on your social media platforms. Let's get this information and these possibilities of creating a business that we love, a lifestyle that we love, and helping more people while we're at it. Let's think bigger, let's do bigger together. All you have to do is leave a review, subscribe, and send us the screenshot of that review to the email. We need your email in order for you to receive your gift card. So check your email, you might be the next winner.